You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. Austin, Texas, Virginia, Philadelphia. Wow, you guys are everywhere on the globe. Belton. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, does God give people cancer? All right, let's talk about that today before I get into today's walk talk. Just in case you're new to my ministry, my name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books. All my books are available on Amazon. We got New York. Hello. All right, we got France. Hello. <laughs> um, all my books are available on Amazon. Be sure to check them out. If something I'm saying is piquing your interest or it sounds new to you, the reason why it might sound new is because I'm preaching the gospel to you. <laughs> the gospel's not very popular. So, um, and that's just the way it is. The gospel has not been popular from the beginning. Um, but I think I think there's a shift happening. And if something that I'm saying sounds contrary to what you believe, just give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance to help you refocus on who Jesus is and who you are, because that is the point of my ministry. Okay. I want you to be able to improve the quality of your life. And that's only going to happen when you understand who Christ is, what he's done for you, which is forgive you at the cross to you, which has caused you to become a brand new creation through the resurrection. And now what he wants to do through you, through your actions and attitudes, he wants you to be able to express him, express yourself and enjoy your relationship with him and with others. Okay. All right. And I hope I can help you do that. Now, if you have read any of my books, again, they're on Amazon, be sure to check them out. Um, Go back to Amazon. If you've read any, leave me a quick review. Those are always very encouraging to me. Um, what else? I have a podcast. I'm recording the latest episode of my podcast live on Instagram. This is where I've been recording them for a few years now. So once I record this episode, I put it on my podcast and the name of the podcast is Walk Talks with Matt McMillan. I'm close to 250 episodes now. So if you want to go back and check them out, I've got a lot of them. So (coughs) excuse me. My podcast is available on every major podcast platform. Just Google search Walk Talks with Matt McMillan or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Give my podcast a chance. I think I can help you enjoy your life, your relationship with Jesus and yourself and others better. Sometimes there's a lot involved with that, but everything that is involved with that is based on grace. If it's based on grace, it's based on Jesus. If it's based on Jesus, it's based on the gospel. Okay, so that's what my ministry is all about. I'm also on YouTube. I refurbish these on YouTube. So maybe something I'm saying is clicking with you or you got some more questions. I welcome your interaction as far as questions are concerned. However, if you want to just search my YouTube channel, I've probably already done um, a walk talk on it. So just go to my YouTube channel, type in whatever Bible verse, whatever topic, whatever issue, and you can watch my past walk talks. Google owns YouTube, so everything is very well indexed, very searchable. And I try to use keywords even when I put in descriptions um, on YouTube and on my podcast, because now the podcast is actually going to start to be uh, Google indexed because all of the podcasts through Apple at least, are going to start transcribing everything. So basically what that means is every word that I'm saying is going to be transcribed by Google 
So all my podcasts can be searched by my actual words, which is super cool. And it's going to, you know, just open this message up to reach even more people, which is exciting. However, if you just go to YouTube, you can search titles for now. You can search Bible verses, whatever you, I think I can help you, but you got to give me a, a chance. I know that sometimes I say some things and I'm coming in hot. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> My personality is a go, go, go personality. So I have to be very intentional about resting. Okay. And sometimes when I get worked up in a lather, I can say things in these walk talks, which might hurt your feelings. And I apologize ahead of time. It's never my goal to hurt, to hurt your feelings. It's always my goal to express love, to help you understand who you are, who Christ is, who you are together. Now, if you want to contact me, please don't message me on social media. Just go to my website, mattmcmillan.com. Go over to the contact page. I'll be glad to interact with you there, but go there. Don't message me on social media. I don't keep up with those. Most of those go to the spam box. So if you do want to talk to me, just go there. All right. So, oh, one other thing. <laughs> While you're on my website, be sure to sign up for my free daily devotional. Go to the free newsletter tab, put in your name and email address. And if you enjoy reading, maybe you don't enjoy reading, you just enjoy the audio or the video, that's fine. But if you do enjoy reading, I'm an author, okay? That's one of my gifts, creative writing. And I've written seven books, and I will actually send you a devotional from six of those books once a day. <laughs> and you can read it, not read it. If it's a subject that you find interesting, you can check it out. But to sign up, go to my website, go over to the free newsletter tab, and you can sign up there. I don't spam you, and I don't sell any information, okay? I just send you a daily devotional. All right, so let's get to today's walk talk. Sound like a dog was running up behind me. It was a leaf. <laughs> okay, and also, if you're new to my ministry, when you hear me say, let's get to today's walk talk, that is the cue that I'm past my introduction. And I'm getting ready to actually start the walk talk, the actual message, what the topic is, okay? Some people say, um, over the years, I've heard them say, I just like listening to your introduction. That's cool. And I do say different things in my introduction, but I've got some certain bullet points that I typically touch on. If you want to get past that, or if you're watching on YouTube and you want to get past me saying, hello, where are you at? Where are you from? Just skip until you hear me say, let's get to today's walk talk. Okay. That's the cue. All right, guys. So does God give people cancer? Okay. Now, I am going to be very, very sensitive today, okay, um, because this is a very touchy subject, and my, my personality is more salesman-like. I do sales in real life, um, or in, this is real life, but I do sales, so I have a salesman-type personality. Anytime I'm doing any type of walk talk or, or something like that, it, it, it comes out. I'm going to attempt to kind of put that to the side. I'm not going to like not be myself, but today I had planned on being super sensitive to this topic because the topic of cancer is difficult for a lot of people. So from the beginning, if I say something which rubs you wrong, that is not my intention. My intention is actually to bring you peace, comfort, 
to have a sound mind, to trust God and to know that he is good. Now for me, when it comes to the topic of cancer, I don't dance around it. You know, there's a lot of things that people say that I see online in regard to, and when I was, you know, studying to do this walk talk, I watched a lot of TikToks on the topic of cancer. Uh, I, I watched some YouTube videos on the topic of cancer. I wanted to get a good, I kind of already knew, and this just reinforced it. wanted to get a good feel of how people are being apologetic when it comes to the topic of cancer and God. And the overall feel that I get is deal with it. It, it, deal with it because God's sovereign. That, that's not my opinion. Okay. I don't see it like that. So today I'm going to try to change your mind a little bit because cancer causes people a lot of pain. Cancer can cause those who claim to be atheistic one of the number one results I got out of my search is atheists in the topic of cancer. And they, they, they do not like a God who will give people cancer. And that's understandable. You also have people who they begged and begged and begged and begged God, made deals, did everything they possibly could to try to get God to take this cancer away from their loved one, and it didn't happen. Therefore, they are claiming to no longer be a Christian. I can empathize with that as well. Now, I have an opinion about whether or not they are a Christian still. That's not what this is going to be about today. This is going to be about, does God actually give you cancer? Does he? We're going to talk about that in great detail today. And I, my goal today is to try to unearth who God really is to those who have been, have been lied to about who he is or how he works. And when it comes to the topic of cancer... This is one of the number one topics of people who hate God, people who do not believe, air quotes, and again, not going to get into that today, I want to, <laughs> but, and I don't even want to giggle about it because that could be you. I'm sorry that you had to go through such a difficult situation with your loved one getting cancer and dying or your loved one currently having cancer. But today, my friend, I'm going to help you understand that God did not give your loved one cancer. And I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you as I go that... The God who is the creator does not give people cancer. Okay. That is something that has been erroneously taught through demonic forces. And it's given God a bad name. So today I'm going to actually 
tell you the truth about God in regard to whether or not he gives people cancer, okay? So let's start out with this. Today, I'm going to go over five bullet points about God giving people cancer. Here they are. I'm going to tell you what they are. If, you've, if you're used to my walk talks, you know that I typically will do this. I'll have some bullet points, three, five, whatever, sometimes 10, sometimes 30. <laughs> but today I'm going to go over five. So I'm going to tell you what these are. I'm going to do a little bit, of, little bit more massaging on this. And then I'm going to dive deep into all five and then I'm going to button it up. Okay. Because I, I, I think that if more people knew this, they would see the topic of cancer completely different. Okay. So number one, when God creates things, he creates them as good. Number one, when God creates things, he creates, he creates things as good. Number two, and you got to give me time for this. (laughs) I got to unravel it. Number two, Adam caused cancer, not God. Adam, you know, oh, Adam, the the, the first dude, (laughs) Adam caused cancer, not God. Okay. Number three, God had a plan from Genesis to destroy the work of the devil. Now, what is the work of the devil? Talk about that today. Okay. Number four, Death came to everybody through Adam. Life comes to everyone through Jesus. Okay, number four, death came to everyone through Adam. Life comes to everyone through Jesus. And this is not universalism. This is not inclusionism. So I get accused of that. And if you're not being accused of that, you're in the grace community. You're probably not being as... (laughs) I don't want to say radical. Well, I'll say radical. You're probably not being as radical as you you, you honestly can be, okay? Because when I say, on this is number four, death came to everyone through Adam, life comes to everyone through Jesus, immediately people say, you're teaching universalism, you're teaching inclusionism. No, I'm not. I even wrote a whole chapter in my book about how that is error. You must decide. The offer is on the table. If inclusionism was true, if universalism was true, I don't need to do this walk talk. Evangelism would be pointless. I should be cleaning my golf cart because it's spring, nearly springtime and I'm getting ready to work on my handicap. <laughs> okay, so it's not inclusionism. All right, let's get past it. And then number five, Jesus came to give you life, not cancer. All right, so let's get into these. Before I get into these five... First thing I want to do is this. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said to those who are looking to the law for righteousness, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much greater do you think God will give to you to anyone who asks him? God gives greater gifts. So if you're evil and you're giving good gifts to your kids and you're evil (laughs) and he's calling them evil because they did not believe God. They were looking to the law for righteousness. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much greater is God who is good will give good things to everyone who asks him. And then right before this, he says, if your child asks you for bread, will you give him a stone? But you're evil. But you're evil, unbeliever. <laughs> but you are doing good things for your kids. <laughs> they ask you for bread. Are you going to give them a stone? No. You are evil. If your kid asks you for fish, are you going to give them a snake? No, you're not. You're going to take care of your kids. So if you can do that, how much greater is God? So if God strikes people with cancer, he would be worse than them. If God caused people to get cancer, he would be the cancer giver, not the comforter. If God struck people with cancer and then swooped around to the other side and said, let me comfort you with this cancer, he would be an absolute psychopath. <laughs> but God's not like that. God doesn't do that. Demonic forces want you to think that God is a psychopath. <laughs> but God's not. And some will say, nope, Job hit this on the head, Matt. When Job said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. God does both. Well, in reality, Job is not describing who God is. Job is lamenting. The whole letter, this, this whole thing, the whole book of Job, it is him lamenting, lamenting, or just miserating and looking for people to commiserate. He couldn't get anybody to commiserate. His friends said, what kind of God do you have? His own wife, curse God. What did he do? <laughs> he didn't stop believing God. And here's another thing. Job longed for what we have on this side of the cross. So going to Job and saying, nope, God gives you cancer because Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He is just taking your kid from you. So deal with it because that's how God is. He is sovereign and who... And then here we go. <laughs> God's not that. James said, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. So if good and perfect gifts are coming from the Father of lights, where is the cancer? It's not there. God does not strike you with cancer and then say, I'm also the Father of lights. God does not cause you death. And then say, I've come to give you life. We've got it mistaken. So, let's get into these five. Okay, because if, if God does give people cancer, well, <laughs> there, there would be a lot of scripture which would deny that. The only way you could possibly make the case that God gives people cancer is if you overlook who God is, what he does, and who Jesus is. 
So let's get into these five. So the first one, the first topic, the first bullet point of this, of does God give people cancer? Here's the facts, okay? So these are facts. <laughs> five facts about does God give people cancer? Number one, when God creates things, he creates them as good. So if you go to the first chapter of Genesis and you just look at creation, create it light and it was good. Create it the earth and it was good. The sky, the water, the birds, the fish, the animals, and it was good. And it was good. And it was good. Everything that God created and it was good. It wasn't so-so. It wasn't just me. Man, good job, God. I've seen better. <laughs> when God creates things, I'm a thing. <laughs> I am a created thing. This planet I'm walking on is a created thing. You are a created thing. He creates and it is good. What's amazing to me is after he created all of this that was good, he saved his best for last. You. You are God's crown jewel. His most magnificent creation. You originally were created. The first human like God. If God was to become one of his creations with a head, a body, a couple arms, an audible voice, eyes that can see, ears that can hear, he would have created you. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Adam. And then the second Adam. <laughs> Jesus. This entire creation was created so you can stick to a planet have a temporary temporary life now to experience this now you are a spirit and you will go on to live an everlasting life if you trusted in Jesus but everything was created good you're the crown jewel i mean just the 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 fine tuning of this creation you know right now i can hear this beautiful bird over here singing this br breath that i'm breathing in it's giving me sustenance <laughs> as far as oxygen for my blood i can see you i can see myself <laughs> i can hear myself all of this was done by your creator this is not random you hear that bird god's idea the bird, God's idea. You, God's idea. He creates good things. He creates perfect things. He does not create things flawed. He does not create things with cancer. Okay. Let's go on to number two. So what happened? <laughs> Us. <laughs> Humanity. 
Adam. Eve. The second fact about does God give us cancer? Adam caused cancer, not God. And if more people knew this, they would stop blaming God for cancer. So what do I mean by Adam caused sin? This is a little difficult to understand, but once you hear it, it clicks. It makes sense. Okay, so when Adam and Eve were created, they were told to, you know, hang out and name animals and have sex and stuff. It was a pretty good deal. <laughs> and here's another thing, and this is a side note. When you look at creation, vegetation was made for us to eat and the animals to eat. Before the fall, and I'm going to talk about the fall here in just a minute. Before the fall, God created vegetation, plants, seeds for us to eat and the animals to eat. They did not kill each other to eat one another. Humans did not kill each other. We don't eat one another. Well, there are some people who do, but vegetation was originally created for food. Now, are you saying you're just a vegetarian, McMillan? No, I like burgers. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm saying originally, because meat can only come from something dying, originally, plant life was supposed to feed our stomachs. Animals did not kill each other. Dinosaurs did not kill each other. Okay, now, that's a quick side note. Let's get back on track here. So, Adam caused us to get cancer, not God, because Adam caused the force of sin to enter this physical realm. Now, if you do not understand what this is, and you hear the word sin, you immediately think of actions and attitudes. That's a sinful act. That's a sinful attitude. Oh, you're sinning. Okay, let's set that to the side because that is not this. So those are the verbs of sinning. I'm talking about the force of sin. Okay, the Greek word is hamartia or hamartia, however you want to pronounce it. I always say hamartia. So when Adam and Eve no longer believed God and they wanted the knowledge of good I'm pausing for emphasis here. <laughs> they wanted the knowledge of good and evil. What's that? Legalistic knowledge. That's, that's the number one temptation of the ecclesia today. Oh, you're doing the wrong thing. That is sinning. And then they say, well, you're saying sinning is not a real thing. I don't say that. Nobody in the New Covenant community says that. But we are focused on the sinning and not the force of sin. Hamartia. So what is this hamartia? Hamartia was not in this realm until Adam and Eve no longer believed God that they were already perfect. Instead, they believed the temptation of the enemy of the knowledge of good and evil. That way they would be more like God. Oh, you want to be more like God? You'll know good from evil. I can already hear him. You're going to get to know right from wrong. You're going to be able to call people sinners. You're going to be able to because now you know 
Well, the reality is they were already just like God. They were created sinless. They, they were created in the image of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us, Genesis chapter 1 says, God has always been in a relationship and he created these physical bodies to create more relationships. And when Adam and Eve no longer believed God, sin entered this realm. The force of sin, the Greek word is hamartia. We see in Genesis chapter 4 that sin is an it. It crouches at your door. It desires to have you. But you must rule over it. As you can see, this is a noun. This is a force like gravity, just like gravity. Can you see gravity? No, you cannot see gravity. Gravity infects everything physical, though. Same thing with hamartia. Same thing with sin. Now, how did this cause us to get cancer, McMillan? You're not making any sense. Get to it. Okay. Originally, we were never going to die. We were created in the image of God. We were going to live forever. Adam and Eve no longer believed God. They wanted the knowledge of good and evil. And the first sin was no longer believing God. God has always been interested in one main thing from the garden. Do you believe me? Same thing on this side of the cross. Do you believe that you are completely forgiven because of my son? Do you believe that you are righteous because of the resurrection? Do you believe that you want what God wants? It's, it's difficult. <laughs> Belief. Anything that's not a faith is sin. And the first time there was no faith was when they wanted the knowledge of good and evil. At that time, God did not... Here's another thing. <laughs> God did not even punish them for this. He told them what was going to happen. Oh, they disobeyed God deliberately. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> If you were there, you would have eventually done the same thing. Anything that's not of faith is sin. But now, on this side of the cross, and even before the cross, the righteous have always lived by faith. True obedience is believing God. It has nothing to do with your actions and attitudes. It has to do with, what do you think about this? And they wanted the knowledge of good and evil. God said, if you do that, you're going to die. He even told them, you're going to die. But they wanted this legalistic knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. At that time, hamartia, sin, entered this realm, infecting everything physical. So now, everything will have death. Everything will eventually decay, die. Why? The power of sin, the force of sin hamartia, not the verbs of sinning. The verbs of sinning is expressing anything that is not of faith. Okay. <laughs> so if we go over to Romans chapter 5, Paul dives deep into this. Through one man, sin entered this realm. Through sin, death and everybody inherited that death. Death spread to everyone.
So your physical DNA is infected with the Greek word hamartia. Due to flawed DNA, you're gonna die. Whether it's coming from, <laughs> and I'm sorry about giggling. I don't mean to giggle. That's just my way of going, because I know this is a sensitive topic, so I'm not trying to be insensitive. Put it this way. If it's not cancer, it's going to be something else. And that wasn't God's original design. <laughs> God's original design was life. Was <laughs> having sex and eating stuff and playing with the animals, okay? Walking with him in the cool of the night or cool of the day. That sounds pretty nice. But the enemy said, you, you want to be more like God? You just got to know this. You got to know right from wrong. At that time, Hamartia entered this realm. Everything became fallen. But God had a plan. Now, did God cause Adam and Eve to do that? No, he told them this is going to happen. And here, what's really interesting is God could have scrapped the whole thing right then and started over, but he didn't do that. The first shedding of blood happened to atone for that unbelief and to cover their shame. God didn't want to kill these animals. He loves animals. That's why in the book of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, the author says, sacrifices he has not desired. But he is finding a way to take care of humanity. At that time, it was to atone, to cover. But here's the thing, which brings me to number three. The third fact about does God give people cancer? God had a plan to destroy the work of the devil from the book of Genesis. We see in Genesis 3.15 that the offspring of the woman would crush the serpent's head. This is a foretelling of Jesus. Because we see in the book of 1 John chapter 3, the reason why Jesus came to earth was to destroy the work of the devil. First John also says, in him was no sin, but he came to take away sin. So, Jesus did not ever commit a sin. He did not ever commit anything that was not of faith. But not only that, he did not have the force, the power, the air quote principle of sin in him. Now, yes, God had a plan from Genesis. We can see that. But many people will say, oh, if God's so good, why didn't he just get rid of the sin from the beginning? Well, that, that would have been <laughs> an option if God had not given dominion to men, to man, over this realm. God gave us dominion over this place. We rule it. Humanity. Humans. So because... God gave us dominion over this planet. Man had to fix it. So, 
God penciled himself into creation. <laughs> God decided to become a man, to live a human life, to play by his own rules, and to deal with the power of sin once and for all time through his son. This is why Jesus is called the son of man and the son of God. He had to be both. That's the only way he could deal with the sin of the world. And the sin of the world is what has caused flawed DNA, which has caused cancer, which has not just caused cancer, but death, disease, any type of sickness. All of that is coming from the force of hamartia, which entered this realm through one man. And through that one man, by no fault of your own, you inherited that death. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 also says, By one man you will receive the free gift, the graceful gift of righteousness through Jesus, which gives you eternal life. And I want to point out, Paul says eternal life. So in the same way, it's not your fault that you inherited hemartia and you're going to die. In the same way, it wasn't Jesus' fault that he died. He didn't deserve it. He didn't have sin in him. He didn't do anything wrong. But he did that because he loves you. And because he knew, I have to do this. This is the only way, isn't it, Father? Yes. Dealt with the sin of the world. Dealt with the power of Satan. And made a public spectacle, Colossians chapter 2 says, of them on the cross. He literally became sin. He became it. 2 Corinthians 5.21, he became sin so that you can become righteous. A divine trade-off. He took it. He gave it. And this eternal life that you receive, eternal life is the life of Christ. You don't have eternal life. You have everlasting life. You've got a beginning with no end. Jesus has no beginning and no end. He is eternal. So Romans chapter 5 says, you receive his eternal life through, th through a free gift. So when you get mad about, about, you know, somebody, you know, getting cancer, and you think, well, that's not fair. Well, you need to know, that's because of Adam. It's definitely not fair. Blame Adam. Don't blame God. God came to give you life. The free gift of righteousness, eternal life. And you can blame Adam, but choose to forgive Adam. You know, for a while I struggled with that. I was pissed off at Adam. Why would he do this? You know, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, you would have done the same thing. And if it wasn't then, you would have done it later on. <laughs> so I choose to forgive Adam. I choose to forgive Eve because God knew this was going to happen. He had a plan to crush the enemy's head, to send the son of man, to destroy the work of the devil and the son of God to forgive you of your sins and to give you his righteousness and to become sin. And now you have literally died to the power of sin. You've been taken out of it and placed into the spirit of Jesus Christ. And now because... He lives forever. You will always stay saved. All right, let's go on to number four. 
and I've been touching on this briefly, but I'm just going to emphasize this. The fourth fact about does God give us cancer? Death came to everyone through Adam. Life comes to everyone through Jesus Christ. It's not our fault. It's not our fault that this place has fallen. It's not our fault that everybody's eventually going to die. It's Adam's fault. Death came through Adam. Life comes through Christ. You know, this is if you're if you're watching this and you're hoping and praying for a miracle for the cancer to go away. Friend, I pray with you. I pray with you. I pray that it goes away. I pray that it never comes back. I pray that this person is healed. I pray that it is just an it just flabbergasts all the doctors. They're like, what? It's gone. I pray for your miracle. Can miracles happen? Absolutely. They happen all the time. But even if you get your miracle, that individual is still going to die one day. Am I saying they should die quicker? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the death is still going to come eventually because of Adam. But if you've trusted in Jesus once in your lifetime by grace, you have his life, eternal life, a life that will never end. John chapter 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though they die, will still live. We're going to die. We're all dying. I'm dying right now. <laughs> Just slower. If you don't have some type of diagnosis. Everybody is dying. Sometimes people are just dying quicker than others. And that is because of what Adam did. Not God. God does not do that to you. Adam's choice did that. Romans chapter 5. Through one man sin entered. Therefore death entered. Therefore death spread to everyone. But through another man. The final Adam. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says it is the last Adam. Why? Because through the one man sin came. Through the one man, righteousness came. Life came. It is Jesus. So trust him. Beg him. Pour your heart out. Let him know what you're feeling about the cancer. He welcomes that. He is the comforter. He is not causing this and then wanting to comfort you at the same time. God does not work like that. He creates things as good And you will live again. The other person will live again. The loved one who's already passed, they were immediately healed. They shed this shell which is infected with the power of sin. The power of sin is in us like a tumor. It is in us, but it is not us. And it is going to cause us all to pass away. So you can pray, you can beg, take every step necessary. But at the end of the day, if you get your miracle, what's more important than the miracle is that you are trusting your creator in the midst of this difficult time because difficulties come to all of us and you can cast all of these anxieties onto him because he causes you cancer. 
and he's there to cause cancer and then also care for you. No, it says cast your cares on him. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. Don't let the enemy confuse you about the topic of cancer by blaming God for what Adam did. He wants you to think the worst about God. He wants you to say, what kind of a God would give people cancer? He doesn't. He creates things perfectly. All right, let's go on to number five of, of does God give people cancer? Number five. Jesus came to give you life, not cancer. John chapter 10. I have come so that you can have life, but I'm still going to give you cancer. Do you see it? That's a distraction of the enemy. It is a lie of the enemy. It is poor, traditional, passed down teaching of God really getting you because the religious people got you. God has been so misrepresented by humanity. And I'm here to tell you, he does not give people life by sending Jesus to save them. And then at the same time, strike them with cancer. God does not do that. He came to save. He came to give life. John chapter 14 says, because I live, Jesus says, you also will live. Yeah, but I got cancer. Well, because I live, you also will live. So what's going to happen if I die, Jesus? You're going to live. <laughs> but I still want to live here on earth. I know. Just know he is not causing it, but he's with you in the midst of it. And he can pan all the way back out and he can see the great mosaic of humanity. And he knows that he is working all things together for a greater good because you love him. You trust him. Let's say Jesus does give you your miracle. It's gone. Let's say you, you make it to 90 years old. You still died. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but you're still going to pass away. And guess what? Because he lives, you also will live. He is not causing the cancer, therefore saying, beg me for a miracle. He is saying, I am in this, in the midst of what Adam has done on this fallen planet. And I am comforting you. I am for you. I am with you. I know about everything that's going on in your life in greater ways than even you do. And I have good plans for you because I do good things. The enemy can lie to you about this subject. Tell you God's turned his back on you. He doesn't love you. If he loved you, this would have never happened. Your child would still be alive. Curse God. Don't believe it. He creates things good. Curse Adam if you want. Let your feelings out. But then forgive Adam. Because you would have eventually no longer believed your perfect 
like God, just like Adam. We have to think of Adam with grace in the same way that we think of our brothers and sisters in Christ and unbelievers with grace. Adam caused cancer. Adam caused the force of hamartia to enter. And God had a plan from the beginning to save us and to make you good again. Make humanity good again. One day, all of this will be recreated. There will be no death, disease, cancer. There will be no hamartia. There will be, there will be no more the flesh. There will be no demons. There will be no Satan. There will be no more mourning, no more crying. All sinners and sin will be destroyed and we will get a brand new planet. But right now, here we are. <laughs> So consider it pure joy when you face these trials. God is working on your perseverance and your maturity to be able to express him and to trust him in the midst of all of the difficulties. People can say, well, <laughs> that person right there <laughs> seems to be trusting God. Who said it was easy? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> but his grace is always sufficient. No matter what situation where you're like, I don't, don't have any control over this. What am I going to do? Well, you've got some choices. Base all those choices on the grace of God and base all those choices on who Christ is. Not only that, but also who you are. Because you are a holy person. You are a righteous person. God does not keep track of any of your sins. You want what God wants. You are blessed because you are a peacemaker. This situation that you're going through, whatever it is in your life, it came to pass. <laughs> and if you have to go through it for 80 years, it still came to pass. Because this is a blip on the radar of eternity. And no matter what difficulty you're going through, you can do all things through Christ because he is strengthening you and his grace is always sufficient. I want to finish with this. <laughs> Sound like I'm giving a sermon and I, I'm not giving a sermon. <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to tell this story here at the end. I, I'm not going to say, I'm going to close with this. Let's pray. <laughs> no, I, I just, I wanted to finish because I, I thought of this story, this, this example. Maybe you can call it a parable. I don't know. But I think this will work out perfectly in the minds of those who are blaming God for cancer. Picture this. Picture a brand new, beautiful vehicle picture it just the most amazing vehicle you could possibly think of the manufacturer makes this vehicle on the assembly line goes out onto the car lot and it's ready to be sold and this thing is immaculate there's no defects no chips in the paint <laughs> there's no recalls to make it is the it is the cream of the crop just the best vehicle you could possibly think of now Somebody comes along and purchases that vehicle and they drive it off the lot. Immediately, they light up a cigarette, start smoking in the car. They're ashing all over the place. 
They go to the Jack in the Box. They get Jumbo Jack with cheese, four tacos, and a large Coca-Cola. And they slam on their brakes, and soda goes everywhere. They drop their Jack in the Crack everywhere. And they don't clean it up. They just leave the food everywhere. Smells like smoke. Jack in the Box everywhere. Coca-Cola. As the years go on, they continue to beat up this car. They run into guardrails. They don't get the oil change. They ignore all the warning lights. They're just like, man, I don't give a crap about this vehicle. They don't take care of it. And then that person passes away. Now, they didn't die in a car wreck. The, the car is still exactly how they left it. But you are in that person's will. You inherit that car. You get the car. <laughs> and you get the car in the position, in the, um, what's the word? Way <laughs> that the previous owner had it. Condition, that's the word I'm looking for. So you get the car, you're like, sweet, I got a paid off car. Yeah, I'm gonna drive this car, it's great. You sell your other car, you start driving this car. And this car from the get-go, you have problems with it. The engine messes up, the tires, the rims, everything is just crap. It stinks. There's trash everywhere. And you begin to resent this inheritance. <laughs> you begin to resent this vehicle that your dead relative did not take care of, but now you have it. And then one day, you, you run off the road, you get in a wreck because it was out of alignment and you, you end up breaking your leg and you blame this vehicle for everything. And you wake up one day and you're like, what kind of a manufacturer would make a car like this? What a sick manufacturer. How dare them make this car in such a poor condition? Look what it's done to my leg. Look what it's done. Look at all of this. It cost me this, cost me this, cost me this. What a sick manufacturer. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with this. If this how if this is how this manufacturer makes cars, I hate that manufacturer that's what we do with the topic of cancer everything that Adam did we blame God <laughs> everything that came through hamartia the Greek word of sin which infected everything physical causing death and disease flawed DNA which causes cancer and cancer is actually your cells trying to fix themselves if you do I did scientific research on it I'm not going to go down that path but all of this destruction which was caused by Adam and Eve we blame God but God created Adam good in his image God created everything good in his image and he had a plan from the garden from the time that Adam and Eve messed this whole thing up to save humanity by writing himself into his own creation and doing what you could not do and to live the life that you could not live and to receive eternal life which comes through faith in his son a free gift of righteousness 
and eventually you will not have this force of sin anywhere near you. For now it's here. And it causes cancer. Cancer doesn't come from God. Cancer came through the original human. <laughs> Thank the manufacturer for giving the opportunity to get the vehicle back to its original shape. Thank the manufacturer for not turning his back on us and saying, you can't do anything <laughs> with that vehicle. You're screwed. No, he had a plan to redeem the mistakes of Adam by sending Jesus to destroy the power of sin, to become sin, and to pay for the wages of every expression of sin. Death. That's a good God. Oh. Okay, so, oh, there's two other things I just wanted to talk about really quickly, and then I'm done. I promise, guys. <laughs> Trying to keep these around an hour. I, don't, I can't always pull that off. <laughs> We're right at an hour. Uh, two other quick things. Now, you will hear some people say that cancer comes from a generational curse from your family. You, the, all the sinning that your family did, your relatives, you are cursed with cancer because of that. No, that's not true. Remember, cancer is because of what Adam did, because of flawed DNA, and every curse on planet Earth that could possibly be a curse was absorbed by Christ at the cross. We see in the book of Galatians that Christ became a curse. You're not getting cursed because you have cancer or your loved one has cancer. That is a lie. Israel had generational curses because the law was still in effect. The old covenant had not been set aside because the cross had not happened yet. And they had promised to do everything in the book of the law. And God said, he'll do either one. He will bless you with great health and wealth if you obey all the commandments. If you don't, you'll have to deal with what comes along with that. The generational curses is Judaism <laughs> that was set aside. Now you are not only not cursed, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You can't get more blessed than you are. <laughs> and then there was one other thing that I just wanted to stick in here. What was it? Oh, your sinning causes God to give you cancer. You're just sinning too much. You're doing all the little dance in the club, drinking every day, smoking your smoke, whatever you're doing, looking at the porn, whatever they want to say that you're doing or you've been doing it too long and now God has struck you with cancer. That's a lie. Cancer's not good enough. God doesn't strike you with cancer for sinning. He would strike Jesus with death. The wages of sin, Romans 6.23, is death. It's not cancer. <laughs> oh, cancer leads to death. I know. But Jesus would still have to die again. So all of the sinning, the expressions of sin, all the stuff you're doing that clearly you don't want to binge drink, clearly you don't want to sleep around, clearly you don't want to get high every day and always be in this fog, <laughs> clearly 
All of these things are not of faith, but none of that stuff will cause God to give you cancer. God doesn't work like that. All of those sins cause Jesus to die. Don't water down the wages of sin by saying God will just give you cancer or he'll make your job or he'll, he'll, he'll take your job away, make your dog die, make your wife leave you, make your kids rebel. None of that. God doesn't do that when you sin. Death. I'm not, calm down, I'm a little triggered right now. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. Death. So Jesus died. So when you sin, he is not dying again. You're forgiven. You got to deal with it. God has looked down the timeline of your life and decided to not hold any of your sins against you. Second Corinthians 5, 19. So when you're doing stuff that's not of faith, one thing you don't have to think is God's going to give me cancer. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with health problems because your body is not made to absorb alcohol like that. You're going to have to deal with problems in your mind because you're always high. You're going to have to deal with what happens in your relationships with your loved ones. <laughs> All of this other stuff you're going to have to deal with because of expressing sinful actions and attitude, but you don't have to deal with anything in regard to you and God. Why? Jesus, the cross, Jesus. <laughs> so this will help you mature and understand grace and grow out of that stuff. It's not giving you cancer for sinning. Jesus has to die for sinning. He's not going to die again. The life he lives, he lives forever. Christ died once for sin. To make you righteous. All right, guys. So, sorry, I got a little hot there at the end. I apologize. I had planned on not doing that. <laughs> oh, it's just when people water down the wages of sin by saying, no, this will happen because if you're sinning with God, no, no, it won't. You are not taking sin to the point that God takes it, which is death. And Jesus won't die again. So you have to deal with that, but they, they can't compute that. So they want to they categorize sins or water down sins. Or I go, that's not that bad. That's really bad. Nope. Anything that's not of faith is based on sinning. Anything that's sinning is not based on faith. All right. All right, guys. So I hope this has encouraged you today. I hope it's brought to light maybe some truth about does God give us cancer? Does God give anybody cancer? Um, and also some error about how God has been represented in regard to this topic. He does not give you cancer. He gives you life. He is the life giver, not the cancer giver, not the cancer slash life giver. He is just good. <laughs> he is good. He is life. He is good. He is in you and he is working it all out for a greater good. All right, guys. So you should always tell the truth about yourself. What's the truth? You're righteous. You're holy. You're blameless. You're a new creation. You're a child of God. There's nothing wrong with you. And you are awesome. So always tell the truth about yourself. Always be yourself. Love y'all. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to 
www.mattmcmillan.com. <laughs>